Welcome to Mother Miriam Live on the Station of the Cross Catholic Radio Network with live video streaming brought to you by LifeSite News and the Station of the Cross. Call Mother with your questions at 1-877-511-5483 or email her at mother at thestationofthecross.com. You can view the live stream on Facebook at Mother Miriam Live. Now, here's Mother Miriam. Good morning, beloved family. How are you doing? I'm so happy to be with you. And this is Friday. Um, And I mentioned uh, two days ago that following the uh, elections, um, which are, um, uh, the results are uh, as awful as they can be, um, one article has it that it was the night of the walking dead. Um, It is the party of death. And how they, um, the the outcome of the elections, is not only tragic, but um, I said before, I'm not surprised. Evil has taken such a hold of this country and the world, both within and without the church, that um, uh, I'm just not surprised that I, I that the party of death would have had everything in place long ago to make sure that uh, they came out on top. Now, I don't say it it's stolen elections. I don't say any of that. Um, many people speak of unelected Biden. Um, I, I think many of the candidates who won would be in the same camp. False Catholics, um, the party of death. So, God has allowed this, beloved, and I've said before, I blame us, Catholics, specifically Catholics, not specifically Christians, uh, non-Catholic Christians, but absolutely Catholic Christians, because we have such a number that if we truly lived our faith, uh, we would be salt and light in this world, and we are not. You cannot tell us apart. There are a handful, a small percentage of very faithful Catholics that indeed are in the world and not of it, but they're very few. And um, you can hardly tell Catholics apart from the world um, in any way, in their dress, in their speech, and what they do and what they fail to do. You can hardly tell them apart from the world. And so, shame on us. I believe to whom much is given, because that's what the scriptures say, much is required. We've been given more than anyone on the face of the earth, and um, I think we are—we have largely uh, failed, utterly failed. Uh, the people, our families, God, society. And if you have not, well, blessed be God forever, but don't get defensive, because um, if you've done what you can, uh, and you're still doing it, blessed be God. You're still holding back. You're not preventing evil, but you're holding back the tide in some measure. But on the whole, Catholics have put the last few presidents in office, governors, uh, abortion laws, all of that. We, uh, The thought of a pro-choice Catholic is it's an impossibility. <clears throat> you cannot be Catholic and be pro-choice. God is not pro-choice. Thou shalt not kill. It's very, very simple with God. God is simple. Simple has nothing to do with intelligence. It means whole. It means to be um, an individual of integrity. Not to be divided. 
And God is simple. He said, thou shalt not kill, period. Well, what if the mother is sick? No. Thou shalt not kill. Leave life from beginning to end in God's hands. And so if you say you're a pro-choice Catholic, you are completely deceived and under the guidance of the devil, who would also call himself Catholic. But you are not Catholic, and you are not on the way to hell. You are on the way to hell. You are not on the way to heaven if you would vote for abortion for any reason at any stage. And the one state that has voted now that children born alive uh, from a botched abortion, so-called, should be killed, should not be cared for, should not be given life, that is... uh, the devil has control of whoever voted on that. Complete control. We live in a world, uh, dear ones, that if we give up, we must not give up. We must not give up. We must not go into despair or depression or not buy into discouragement. It is the devil's tool at every stage. So for us, whether we have failed God, whether we have not, whether we're lukewarm, Uh, we need now to live for him with all our hearts. And yesterday I began reading from uh, our first first Pope Peter's letter to the Jews who were dispersed over Asia Minor because they were the first to believe in the Christ, the Messiah. And they were persecuted by other Jews. And so they were spread all over. And Peter is writing to them, now, I'm going to, I, we never got through this yesterday. I'm going to read quickly through the first part and then slow down on exactly what we need to do to live in this evil age and not to be taken by it and also to be salt and light in it. Uh, I've said before, I consider this the most great privilege time to be alive in because we have what the whole world needs. And God has given it to us. Faith is a gift not to keep to ourselves. And um, so, uh, let's see now. This is Friday, Wednesday, Thursday, and the elections were Tuesday. And I said on Wednesday, we were going to take the next three days, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday today, rather than uh, reading a new topic or going through different things, the entire hour would be for your calls. So, Um, I'm going to keep checking the little call board I have over here, um, and we will stop when you call in the entire hour with anything on your heart, but I do ask for these three special days, including today, that your questions be concerned with the family, God's number one instrument to build his kingdom, and the devil's number one target to destroy, and I've said that um, same-sex so-called marriage Uh, There is no such thing as as same-sex marriage. There is such a thing as people living in grave sin. But marriage is between a man and a woman. God created that. We have nothing to do with it. We cannot change it. Um, Any more than the faith once delivered to the saints can be changed. Uh, Those in office could say anything they wish, but they cannot change the faith. They cannot change the faith any more than they can... Uh, eliminate the mass, the traditional mass. They cannot. This is of God. These things are of God, and no man, no office, no title. It's not the private ownership of anyone. It cannot be changed. We can fool ourselves. We can disobey, 
but we cannot change truth given by God who is truth. Um, so if, dear ones, you wish to call in with anything on your heart, I'll ask at least for the last day today that we're taking calls the full hour that you might call in with questions on the family. A husband, a wife, children, family in general. Uh, how do I do this? How do I fix this? How do I live in, in, in this situation? What can we do? Um, I don't always have all the answers, but we can steer one another to the answers. So feel free to call in toll-free or text one 511 5483 or email at mother at com. Um, okay, I'm going to go to the letter of First Peter. Again, our, our phones are wide open. You're welcome to call in. Um, and Peter writes again to the Jews who are the first Christians, the Hebrew Christian Jews. Um, Well, that's why they're Hebrew Christians, because they're Jews, uh, spread over through persecution all of Asia Minor. And he says, Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ, to the exiles of the dispersion in Pontus, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, Bithynia, chosen and destined by God the Father and sanctified by the Spirit for obedience to Jesus Christ and for sprinkling with his blood, may grace and peace be multiplied to you. Blessed, he says, be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. By his great mercy, we have been born anew to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and to an inheritance which is imperishable, undefiled, and unfading, kept in heaven for you. Kept in heaven for you, who by God's power are guarded through faith for a salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. In this you rejoice, though now for a little while you may have to suffer various trials, so that the genuineness of your faith, more precious than gold, which though perishable is tested by fire, may redound to praise and glory and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Beloved, God forms us. He strengthens us through trials. It's a testing of our faith. When Abraham was tested and told to kill his only son, Isaac, the son of promise, the son through which all the nations of the world would be blessed, his faith was tested. But he believed God um, and was willing to kill Isaac. And of course, God uh, had a ram caught in the thicket uh, for Isaac that was killed in his place. There was no ram caught in the thicket for the Son of God. He was killed as the Lamb of God for our sake, for our sin, that we may have life. If you fail in trials, whether it's uh, the culture, whether it's your family, uh, no matter what it is, if you fail, then you have failed God's testing and you have turned from your faith. Um, Know that every trial that comes upon you without fail God has allowed. He may have brought it. He may have allowed the devil himself to bring it. Doesn't matter where it comes from. God has allowed it. Nothing touches you that God doesn't allow. And he will work it together for good if you don't turn from him. And if you don't lose the faith he has given you. We'll be right back, dear ones, after the break. 
We are helping to bring the Catholic community together through our Catholic Community Events page. You can discover the details about a community calendar event that you've heard on the air. Just click on the events tab at thestationofthecross.com and find your local station. If your parish or Catholic organization has an upcoming event and you'd like to get the word out, you can submit it for consideration under the events tab as well at thestationofthecross.com. Howdy, this is Adrian Ponseca, producer of the Catholic Drive Time Morning Show on the Station of the Cross Catholic Media Network each weekday morning at 7 a.m. We strive to keep you informed and inspired with insightful guests and a look at the breaking news of the day that you need to know. Join us on the Catholic Drive Time Show every weekday morning at 7 a.m. across the Station of the Cross and the iCatholic Radio app. That's every weekday morning at 7 a.m. I look forward to seeing you there. God love you. If the cares and anxieties of life are weighing you down, come to the St. Thomas More House of Prayer and allow the Lord to refresh your soul. The St. Thomas More House of Prayer is a Catholic retreat center devoted to praying and promoting the liturgy of the hours. You'll find a tranquil atmosphere that's ideal for deep prayer, whether as an individual or for a group retreat. We're located at 365 Hill City Road in Cranberry, Pennsylvania. Make your reservation today or learn more at liturgyofthehours.org. You can also call us at 814-676-1910. That's 814-676-1910. We would love to help you experience the Liturgy of the Hours and discover the prayer that will change your life. Welcome to Mother Miriam Live on the Station of the Cross Catholic Radio Network with live video streaming brought to you by LifeSite News and the Station of the Cross. Call Mother with your questions at 1-877-511-5483 or email her at mother at thestationofthecross.com. Welcome back, beloved, to Mother Miriam Live. Uh, we are live and we are taking your calls uh, this complete full hour with anything on your heart but uh, directed as much as possible to your family, how to raise your children, how to keep them Catholic, how to love your husband, how to love your spouse, your wife, um, uh, how to live in this world that is so turned from God. Uh, I'd love to focus on the family just for these three days. Today is the last day that we're taking calls, the full hour. Our lines are wide open. The toll-free number to call or text is one 511 5483 or email at mother at We are currently, until we have our first call, we're currently reading through uh, St. Peter, our first pope, our Jewish pope, um, his first letter um, to the Jews who have been dispersed, dispersed through persecution for their faith in Christ. And he says, um, you may have to suffer a little while for various trials here on earth so that the genuineness of your faith, more precious than gold, which though perishable is tested by fire, may redound to praise and glory and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. 
without having seen him. You love him. Though you do not now see him, you believe in him and rejoice with unutterable and exalted joy. As the outcome of your faith, you obtain the salvation of your souls. He says, the prophets who prophesied of the grace that was to be yours searched and inquired about this salvation. They spoke of it, but they didn't fully understand it. They inquired what person or time was indicated by the Spirit of Christ within them when predicting the sufferings of Christ and the subsequent glory. It was revealed to them that they were serving not themselves, but you in the things which have now been announced to you by those who preach the good news to you through the Holy Spirit sent from heaven, things into which angels long, um, angels long to look. Therefore, he says, gird up your minds, be sober. Now, this is how we are to live in this evil age becoming increasingly more evil, and I truly believe as a result of these um, evil, uh, the evil results of the primaries, we are in for a time unthought of before, unthought of before. We personally have given free reign to evil. And Peter says, therefore, gird up your minds, be sober, Set your hope fully upon the grace that is coming to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Should we cower? Should we hide? No. Should we form little cliques, little groups? Us four no more? No. We have what the world needs. We must not hide. We must be witnesses in the world. Don't shop on Sundays anymore unless it's an emergency and and try to cover that on Saturday or during the week. don't shop on Sundays, don't go to a restaurant after Mass to eat, Uh, don't make other people sin by serving you in a restaurant on a Sunday, which should be their day of rest. And if Catholics withdrew from the world on Sunday, I had, there was one church, it was Presbyterian, blessed be God for them, they had a big sign outside, and it said, we're open on Sunday. That's the only ones that should be open on a Sunday. Catholic churches, Christian churches. So um, we need to live our faith, beloved. We need to not dress like the world immodestly. Men and women both, but especially women and their daughters. Um, Papa, don't let your daughter go outside with tights or leggings on unless there's a long skirt or, or loose trousers over it. Don't do that. Don't let them expose their body. Don't let them convince you that everybody's doing it. Of course everybody's doing it. The enemy wants that. They need to be set apart. Set apart in the world and not of it. Peter writes, As obedient children, do not be conformed to the passions of your former ignorance. But as he who called you is holy, be holy yourselves in all your conduct, Since it is written, you shall be holy, for I am holy. And if you invoke as Father him who judges each one impartially according to his deeds, then conduct yourselves with fear throughout the time of your exile. We are exiled from heaven now, beloved. Earth is our exile. 
Peter says, you know that you were ransomed from the feudal ways inherited from your fathers, not with perishable things such as silver and gold, but with the precious blood of Christ, like that of a lamb without blemish or spot. He was destined before the foundation of the world, but was made manifest at the end of times for your sake. Through him you have confidence in God, who raised him from the dead and gave him glory, so that your faith and hope are in God. Don't live for anything else, beloved. Don't live for anything else. Men, you need to be the priest of your family. You need to not dictate or lord it over anyone, especially your wife. You need to lay down your life for your wife, Ephesians chapter 5, as Christ laid down his life for the church. That is the love God wants a woman to submit to. That is the love that every woman can and longs to submit to, the love of a man who will lay down his life for her. Mom, you need to be home with your children. You need to be home. If you cannot be home, I'm going to ask you to call in and tell me why. If you cannot be home with your children, I ask you to call in and tell me why. If you're a single parent, that changes many things. And, I, and, and we understand that. God understands that. Um, but if you're, you have to work and, and not be home with your children all the time, that's one thing. But if you're off doing church ministries and being involved in even Catholic apostolates, you are abandoning your vocation to your children. You need to be home. They desperately need you to be home. Okay, we'll continue now with Peter. Um, and again, you're welcome to call in with anything on your heart. Today we haven't had a single call, and yesterday the phones didn't stop. But um, that's, that's all right. I just want you to know that you're welcome to call in any time during the hour. Um, Peter continues, Having purified your souls by your obedience to the truth, that's how you purify your soul. Not by praying for hours in front of the Blessed Sacrament, which is a wonderful thing to do, but by obedience to the truth. I know many women, especially, who spend hours in prayer when they should be home with their children. They spend hours before the Blessed Sacrament every single day, and they are a disgrace at home. They don't honor their husband. They downgrade him in front of the children. They dress poorly. Um... You need to be home, having purified your souls by your obedience. It is the obedience of faith, Paul writes, by your obedience to the truth, for a sincere love of the brethren. Love one another earnestly from the heart. You have been born anew, not of perishable seed, but of imperishable seed through the living and abiding word of God. For all flesh is like grass, and all its glory like the flower of grass. The grass withers, the flower falls, but the word of the Lord abides forever. And that word is the good news which was priest, preached to you. Okay, now, here are our marching instructions. Hold on a moment. Hold on. Whoops. Hmm. I don't... I'm on the wrong... Hmm. That's two or three whoms I've just given you. 
Um, here it is. Okay. For some reason, I don't have... Just a second now. I'm looking this up. Um, if you ever need a good source for uh, Bible passages or themes, there is um, a website called Bible Gateway. And you can put any version of the Bible in there you, you wish. They have a, a drop-down menu. My uh, uh, version is the Revised Standard Version Catholic Edition. Uh, if you get the Revised Standard um, Version Protestant Edition, um, you will be missing a number of bi- books in your Bible. But the Catholic Edition is the entire Bible that our Lord uh, gave through popes and bishops who formed the canon of scripture in the 4th and 5th centuries. Let me just see this. See if I can get that. I just lost what I was doing. Um, let me see if I can get it back. I'm giving you time to call in. Toll free. one 877 or email at mother at thestationofthecross.com I don't know why I'm not getting this. I'm sorry. Um, Nope. Let me see if I can get it one more. See, I'm giving you time to call in. Would you please call in? I don't know why this disappeared. You know, there's coming a day when we may not have um, uh, the Internet. I don't think it's that far off. We may not have... um, Why is this not good? So sorry, dear ones. Okay. Therefore. Okay. I got it. No, I don't. It ends. I'm just so sorry. Um, Okay. Somebody call in and ask me a question. Um, I'm thinking while I'm looking this up. How do we live? How do we live the faith as if it is true? How do we live the faith as if it is true? Um, Oh, you know, I could read the whole book of 1 Peter to you. Um, He says, rid yourselves. Rid yourselves. Since, therefore, my Protestant pastor, John MacArthur, used to say, what is the therefore, therefore? I love that. He said, rid yourselves, therefore, of all malice and all guile, insincerity, envy, and all slander, like newborn infants, long for the pure spiritual milk, so that by it you may grow into salvation, if indeed you have tasted that the Lord is good. And the writer of the Hebrew says, if you have tasted that the Lord is good and you turn from him, there's no more salvation for you. Um, Very, very important. Yes, you can come and repent and be forgiven. Uh, There's no sin greater than God's mercy. Um, But read yourself of all these things. Read the entire first and second letters of St. Peter to all the Christians who are dispersed. You may say, well, it's easy for them. 
but we're being persecuted. We're in an evil age. No more evil than theirs, beloved. They were persecuted and killed for their faith. Call in with anything on your heart, sweethearts. We will be right back. There was no single event. It was more gradual. You know, eventually you just don't go one Sunday and then you don't go two Sundays in a row. Then went through a divorce and um, ended up being a single parent. If I didn't have church or God, I, I, I would be back at that lonely stage, that trouble stage. Whenever you get anxious and worry about things, you just know that Jesus has it under control. If you've been away from the Catholic Church for any reason, visit catholicscomehome.org. This is Franciscan Media's Saint of the Day for November 11th. Today we celebrate St. Martin of Tours. He may have disappointed his father by becoming a conscientious objector, but today's saint went on to become one of the most popular saints in the Church. Martin was born in what is now Hungary in the 4th century, but raised in Italy. His father, a pagan military officer, expected his son to follow him into the Roman army. But the younger man was more interested in taking up the life of a Christian monk. Baptized at 18, five years later, Martin refused a war bonus telling his commander, I am a soldier of Christ. Martin became a monk, living first in Italy and then in France, where he established what might have been the first French monastery. He lived there for ten years, preaching throughout the countryside and attracting disciples. By popular demand, he was made Bishop of Tours. He continued to live as a monk as he moved about his diocese, often on foot. One of the first saints not to have been martyred, Martin died in 397 after serving as Bishop of Tours for 25 years. There's more about the saints along with inspiration and Catholic resources at our website, saintoftheday.org. From Franciscan Media, this has been Saint of the Day. Welcome to Mother Miriam Live on the Station of the Cross Catholic Radio Network with live video streaming brought to you by LifeSite News and the Station of the Cross. Call Mother with your questions at 1-877-511-5483 or email her at mother at thestationofthecross.com. Welcome back, beloved, to Mother Miriam Live. We have a whole half hour left, and it's to our it's our time. So call in with anything, if you wish, on your heart. Um, we, we love to keep the calls this day, these three days following the elections, the primaries, um, specifically uh, uh, revolving around the family, how we live as a family, how we love our husband, what what do we do uh, helping to raise our children in the midst of an evil age. We'd like to focus on that t- subject, but anything at all that's on your heart concerning the family, I invite you to call in or text toll-free 1-877-511-5483 or email at mother at the station of the cross dot com. We're reading the first letter of St. Peter, our first pope, our first Jewish pope, because the first believers were Jewish. And as I said earlier, they were dispersed. They were killed for their faith. They were come against mostly by Jews who did not believe that Jesus was the Christ. And they accused them of worshiping a man. Well, they were worshiping a man who is God. God is the only one 
to be worshipped. He wasn't 50-50, 50% man, 50% God. It's 100% man and 100% God, the Messiah that the Jews waited for for 2,000 years from Abraham on. And he says, this is how to live in an evil age. Um, let me just go back to where we left off. Um, he, he talked about those who stumble because they disobey the word as they were destined to do. He said, but you, 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 you are part of the Catholic Church that our Lord established. You who have been baptized, you who claim to be Catholic, you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's own people, in order that you may proclaim the excellence of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. And when Peter, Jewish Peter, the first papa, the first pope, the first father of the new covenantal people, he quoted God's words from Exodus 19 when Moses said to Israel, you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's own people, because that's what God made Israel. And we are the Israel of God, who now uh, uh, were born from the roots of Israel, fulfilled in its Messiah, and spread to the four corners of the earth. And Peter says, once you were not a people, but now you are God's people. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. And so he says, Beloved, I urge you, as aliens and exiles, that's what we are on this earth, we're exiled from our fatherland, from heaven. I urge you as aliens and exiles to abstain from the desires of the flesh that wage war against the soul. Conduct yourselves honorably among the Gentiles, so that though they malign you as evildoers, they may see your honorable deeds and glorify God when he comes to judge. That's what we've been talking about. The Gentiles, two people in the world, Jews and Gentiles, that's it. God, uh, Gentiles is another word for nations. Gentile means nation. So the Gentiles are all the nations of the world. And the Hebrew people were a people that God formed out of them for himself to bring the Messiah into the world. For 4,000 years from Adam and Eve to Christ, he formed a people for himself uh, through Abraham, uh, from Eve, through Seth, through Noah, through to Abram, whose name was changed to Abraham, and through his son, um, Isaac and through his son Jacob and through Jacob's son Judah and through the family of David of the tribe of Judah all the way to a woman named Mary who was from the tribe of David um, upon whom would come the Holy Spirit and who would bear the Messiah of the world, the Savior of the world. So we have Jew and Gentile in, in Christ, the both the two were made one. The middle wall of partition is broken down. There is neither Jew nor Gentile. That doesn't mean the Jewish people don't still exist or the nations are not Gentiles. It doesn't mean that. In the passage where it says, uh, neither Jew nor Gentile, bond nor free, Scythian or slave, all of that, Colossians uh, chapter 3 and other elsewhere, it simply means that 
salvation is not for Jews alone. It is through the Jews for the entire world, whether you're Jew or Gentile, uh, whether you're slave or free, no matter who you are, barbarian, Scythian, Greek, doesn't matter. Salvation is for, it. that's a social, cultural statement. It's for all, for all. Doesn't matter where you come from. And so he says, conduct yourself honorably among the Gentiles, among the nations. And he's hollering at Jews here. So that though they malign you, even if they malign you as evildoers, I grew up in Brooklyn and they beat us because they call us Christ killers. We didn't even know who Christ was. We weren't even allowed to pronounce his name. But we were told we killed him. Well, we did. The whole world killed him. Did the, did the Jews kill him? Yes. Did the Romans kill him? The Gentiles? Yes. But he came to die. He came to die for us. It was sin that killed the Savior. He came to be a sin bearer for us, that the chastisement on us would fall on him. He was put to death by his Father for our sake and rose from the dead to give life to all who will come to him. And so he says, conduct yourselves honorably among the Gentiles, so that even though they malign you as evildoers, they may see your honorable deeds and glorify God when he comes to judge. I've, I had in the past a very, very dear and close friend, a beautiful woman. We were both Jewish, very close. And when I became a Christian, uh, I told her one day, her face turned beet red. She was horrified. And she said to me, Roz, uh, my given name, Rosalind, uh, she said, Roz, I, I love you. You're my friend. Um, but I need to ask you, never, ever bring this thing up again. Never discuss God. Never bring up this thing again for the rest of our lives or we cannot be friends. And I said to her, that's, that's no problem. I won't give her name out. I, I don't, we haven't even been in touch for years now. Um, but not because of this. She, I said, no problem. And we went on, and I um, became a jail chaplain and uh, all kinds of things, and finally entered the Catholic Church and went to visit her. We hadn't seen each other for 10 years. And she said to me, um, how, what's happening in your life? What are you doing? And I said to her, I'm doing fine. Um, but if I answer your question specifically, I'm going to talk about the subject you don't want me to talk about, and I don't want to do that to you. And she said, it's okay, Roz. Now I want to know. It's been 10 years. It's not just a fad. It's not just a cult you've gotten into. This has changed your life, and I want to know what it is. You see, beloved? I, I, I've never been so happy. I was able to tell her, uh, take quite a long time to explain to her about the Jewish Messiah. Uh, she didn't accept it at that time. It's been many years. I'm not even, she was older than me. I'm not sure if she's alive now. But um, I don't know what God did with that conversation. But she could not handle the thought of one word. And she was more cultural than religious. She could not handle the thought of it because it would be betraying her Jews, her parents, the family, the culture, everything, as far as she was concerned. And she asked me after 10 years, because she said, 
something has really changed you and I want to know what it is. It's fantastic. You see, beloved, preach the gospel without words, by how you dress, by the choices you make, by what you say, and by what you don't say, and by what you do. Okay, let me just see something here. Um, I want to make sure that there's no callers um, on the line. Um, oh, we do have a text here uh, that our call screener put up on the board. Hi, Mother Miriam. I listen to you every day. This past Wednesday, that's the day after the elections, you started the show by saying that our country is over. Would you please explain what you mean? Thank you, love Kathleen. Kathleen, it's over. We were uh, started as a country by the people and as a government by the people of the people for the people. We are no longer by the people of the people and for the people. No more. No more. The government does not understand that it is supposed to um, uh, protect the governed. It, thinks, it, it now thinks it can dictate and control them. Completely opposite why this country was founded. We are becoming communist. We are, uh, our, our current president is acting as a dictator. Uh, even our bishops now in the church are acting as dictators. It, it's insane. It, it has gone insane. It has nothing to do with our Declaration of Independence, our constitutions. We were a moral nation. We no longer are. We are not the United States, that's for sure. We're, we're named that, but we are certainly not united. Um, and it is no longer government of the people, for the people, by the people. It's no longer. Those in power in Washington think they've been given the power to run rut, rut, roughshod, however you say that, over our lives. They are dictating evil. They are dictating that our children should be killed in and out of the womb. Um, in five states now, I believe, abortion has been added to their constitution. It's now constitutional forever that you can kill children. Uh, when this country was founded, uh, they believed the Ten Commandments. It was up on every courtroom. Now you have to take them down. Um, we are overtaken by evil. We still, individually, Kathleen, we still have free choice. I don't think we're going to have it very long. I think we, we're going to have it. Uh, but our choice is going to be in time whether to live or die. To keep our faith and die or, um, or to keep our faith and live, one or the other. Um, but not to abandon God. I think we're going to be martyred I think we're going to be tremendously restricted. And I think like frogs in warm water, I don't think it's subtle at all, but it is happening so quickly that like the frog adjusts to the water being heated, we have adjusted to enormous evil. We read the newspapers. We see schools being shot up by teenagers. We see all kinds of insanity at drive throughs at uh, fast food shops and stores, people breaking into stores in broad daylight with the store filled with people and with hammers. They smash all the jewelry uh, compartments and take bags and take everything out in the middle of a store with people in broad daylight. 
evil is just rampant. And the government talks about defunding police, and they release people in jail who need to not be out in public. It's insane. And the illegal aliens coming into our country, now our government is providing abortions for them, for illegal aliens flooding into our country. We are paying for their abortions and their health care. It's truly an insanity. So that's what I mean. Um, Our country's over. Um, It's over for the purpose in which it was founded. And the freedoms that we love and are used to um, are being taken away. The mask showed that. The mask mandates overnight. We all complied. Like zombies, we all complied. Churches were closed. It was insane. Had nothing to do with God. Um, or the reason this country was founded. So um, that's what I mean, Kathleen. Um, There's the music for our final break, beloved. We'll have about 10 minutes when we come back. And you're welcome again to call in toll-free 1-877-511-5483 or email at motheratthestationofthecross.com. We'll be right back. beloved this is mother miriam many of you are familiar with mother miriam live but i wonder if you have listened to some of the other programs from the station of the cross such as the catholic current father robert mcteague discusses important topics in the church and in the world each weekday at 5 p.m eastern you can listen anytime to the catholic current as a podcast on the iCatholic radio mobile app The Station of the Cross thanks our supporters who have enabled us to broadcast Catholic programs for more than 20 years. As a nonprofit lay organization financially independent from your diocese, our apostolate is listener-supported. Through your generosity, we are able to inspire countless listeners with the gospel message and help lead them to a parish to be spiritually nourished by the sacraments. Thank you for your continued support, and may God bless you and your family. The Station of the Cross is listener-funded, and we value your ongoing generosity. In this fast-paced world, it's easy to let your recurring donation slip due to something like a new address or a card number change. If you suspect that we might not have your up-to-date donor information, you can check with us during regular business hours at 1-877-888-6279, extension 104, or anytime online at thestationofthecross.com. The Catholic Current, bringing Christ to the world and the world to Christ. Sexual difference is something that ties us to all of creation, and that includes our bodies. I'm glad you mentioned that because there are people who rhapsodize about nature and they want to have everything organic while carpet bombing their bodies with oral contraceptives. But yet when it comes to God really did make us male and female, there seems to be a lot of contradictions. The Catholic Current, 5 p.m. Eastern, from the Station of the Cross and on the iCatholic Radio mobile app. Welcome to Mother Miriam Live on the Station of the Cross Catholic Radio Network with live video streaming brought to you by LifeSite News and the Station of the Cross. Call Mother with your questions at 1-877-511-5483 or email her at mother at thestationofthecross.com. 
Welcome back, beloved, to Mother Miriam Live. This is our last segment. We've got 10 minutes, uh, plenty of time for you to call in if you wish, uh, toll free or text at one 511 5483 or email at your conversation about families and children and wondered about maybe I think there needs to be a revitalization of the brown scapular Mm kind of like a wedding band you know it symbolizes our love our commitment to the Blessed Mother and through her to our Lord Jesus Christ and Mm -hmm. I just think that if parents would have their children enrolled and ask them to wear it I think it would at least be they call it the garment of grace Mm-hmm. Having that function, so I'm not sure what you think of that. I am um, with you a thousand percent, Robert. Um, I'm looking at the Carmelite now a website, and um, it says that true devotion to the Blessed Virgin Mary consists in three things: veneration, confidence, and love. By simply wearing the scapular, we can tell her, Our Lady, every moment of the day that we venerate her and love her and trust in her protection. And it says, as our Lord taught us to say the Our Father, our Blessed Mother taught us the value of the scapular. When we use it as a prayer, Our Lady draws us to the sacred heart of her divine Son. It is good, therefore, to hold the scapular in the hand while it's around your neck. A prayer offered while holding the scapular is as perfect as a prayer can be. It is especially in time of temptation that we need the powerful intercession of God's mother. The evil spirit is utterly powerless when the wearer of a scapular faces temptation, calling upon the Holy Virgin in this silent devotion. If you had recommended, Our Lady says, if you had recommended yourself to me, you would not have run into such danger. That was Our Lady's gentle reproach to Blessed Alan de la Roche, one of her devoted servants. So, Robert, I'm grateful for your call. Um, And uh, you're 100% right. And if you're a family uh, that has not enrolled, especially your children, in the the, uh, brown scapular, um, go to your priest, bring it down online, and ask him to enroll you. Great. Thank you. Good, Robert, and God bless you. Um, we have a Susan in Clarence, New York, on the line. Hi, Susan. Are you there, Are you there, dear one? Yes. Good morning, Go ahead. Mother. Go ahead. Good morning, dear. Thank you for taking my call. I just wanted to talk a little bit about what you were speaking to earlier with Okay, let me interrupt you, Susan. I let me interrupt you. Are you driving? I'm pulling over right now. Um don't talk until you're parked. Okay. Let me know when you're parked. What's that? I am parked now. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Go ahead, dear. And I'm not sure if this is going to be any better, uh, but I am. No, it's not interruption. I, I'm not concerned with sound. I don't want to speak to anyone while they're driving. It's not safe. Oh, okay. Thank you. Um, 
Thank you. Thank you for that. Wow, not many people say that. Um, but I wanted to talk a little bit about um, what you were saying earlier in the, the show that uh, if you are a parent who is not at home with your children, uh, raising them, why not call in? Uh, my children are now 20 and 21. And it was, I'm going to say it was a difficult decision, but it wasn't um, to be able to stay at home with them. I am married, have been married for 24 years, but my um, husband was very supportive of me being able to stay home with them. I had an amazing job um, where I traveled the U.S., but when I saw that little baby and held him, my first one in my arms, there was no turning back. There, you go. there wasn't a job in the world. There wasn't a salary available mm-hmm. that could have taken the place of me not wanting to be home to impact that little life Good. with God's laws and God's ways and being able to teach both of my sons. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I think we think that we need the money. We can't do without the second salary. We can't, um, you know, it's, it's almost insurmountable to be able to to try to live on one person's salary. And, you know, like you were saying earlier, too, that being um, of God and not of the world. But there's this constant pressure of, you know, having it all and having the, how, the home and the two cars. And yeah, it's not any pressure cars. from God. No, no. If we're really, Susan, if in our hearts we're really in the world and not of it, there's no pressure whatsoever. The world can't put that pressure on us Hmm. unless we allow it. For dress, for keeping up with the Joneses, for two cars, for vacations, for all of that, no one but the enemy can put that pressure on you, and only if you allow it. And when you look at that little life and you think about bringing someone into this world that's going to make a difference, that's going to be a positive contributor for, for what is good and right and true, all of, the, all of the other stuff doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, Susan, and it, I, I want to say, I'm going to say it should not be a struggle. If it is a struggle, if it is a temptation, if it is a pressure... It's that your, not just your values need to be purified, but your identity as God's daughter, as who you are as a family. Um, I think you know I grew up in a Jewish home, and we, we didn't have very much. By today's standards, we were quite poor, actually. We had each other. Um, I could tell you things that would surprise you about clothing and food, but we had each other. We knew we were God's people. And nothing the world did or said, no matter what they had or had, never even phased us at all. Mm-hmm. It didn't How phase beautiful. us at all, at all, because we weren't part of them. And we knew that. We knew they didn't know that, but we knew who we were. That's the key. That's so the key. My question to you is, now that my sons are 20 and 21, um, they are churchgoers. My one son um, lectures at the Diocesan Cathedral. Um, he's at Awea College. And my second son uh, goes to Mass, and he'll find a Mass that fits his schedule, which I think is, is beautiful. Um, we don't necessarily go together anymore, you know, except for when they're home for the holidays. But how do we keep that strength um, in their faith? And um, tied into that is... By the grace of God, may they find wives who are 
pure and holy and strong and conservative and, and Catholic. How do we get that? How do we accomplish that at 20 and 21? We don't. You don't. God does. That has to be uh, instilled in them from the age of two on. It can't be all of a sudden that you talk about godly wives. It can't be all of a sudden that you speak of modesty um, and going to church, churchgoers. Um, you know, I, I wouldn't have said growing up in my Jewish home we're synagogue goers. Of course we went to the synagogue. We, you, you couldn't keep us back. But we're Jewish. That's a given. So um, that's the end of the program. Uh, Dan's on the line. I'm so sorry, Dan. Give a call in on Monday. I would love to speak with you. Susan, all you can do now, if it's not already instilled in them, if you need to tell them to marry a pure, holy Catholic woman, uh, then something's been missing in their upbringing. They should not, at their stage, want to consider anything else. They should know about purity. They should know about marriage. They should know about uh, contraception that's never allowed. Um, all of that. So to the degree you think you may need to encourage them now, don't waste another minute. Uh, yeah. Be totally involved with their lives. So it's not and once a week reporting, but be involved to encourage them in their values. We'll see you all on Monday. Have a good weekend.